0: Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent, where our mission is to inspire love, seek justice, and grow in community. This is a place where you can bring your whole self, your full identity, your questioning mind, your expansive heart.
1: As Unitarian Universalists, we light a flame within a chalice as a symbol of sanctuary and safety, to unite us in our worship as a sign of life's beauty and wonder, and to remind us of our ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us. Our chalice lighter this morning is Kevin.
0: Standing on the brink of a new year, another year beginning, another opportunity to make choices and to live with what will be. What kind of spirit, what kind of orientation, what kind of attitude do we want to bring with us? Sarah York suggests give us the child who lives within. Give us a child's eyes that we may receive the beauty and freshness of this day like a sunrise. Give us a child's ears that we may hear the music of mythical times. Give us a child's heart that we may be filled with wonder and delight. Give us a child's faith that we may be cured of our cynicism. Give us the spirit of a child who is not afraid to need, who is not afraid to love. What if we were to take this message to heart, to imagine the upcoming year as one filled with beauty, music, wonder, faith, courage, and love? Come, let us worship together as we reflect on our hopes and intentions for the new year.
1: When our Puritan ancestors first gathered to create churches in the new world, they asked themselves an important question. Not what we believe, but who shall we be together? We continue that tradition as we remind ourselves each week of who we desire to be together How we covenant, which is a promise to walk together toward the lives we seek to lead. I invite you now to renew those words of promise with the covenant that you find in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church and service its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge in love and to help one another. Unitarian Ralph Waldo Emerson once wrote, finish every day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities no doubt crept in. Forget them as soon as you can, tomorrow is a new day. Begin it well and serenely with too high a spirit to be cumbered with your old nonsense. As we say farewell to 2018 and welcome 2019. I invite us to reflect on what has been so that we can begin a new day and a new year with serenity and high spirit. Let's take some time to look back on the year, its blunders and absurdities and mistakes, its accomplishments as well. As we reflect, I offer you these questions. What brought struggle or conflict? Where did you stumble? Do you carry regrets or sorrows? Where do you need to seek forgiveness or offer it? There may be something from 2018 you wish to let go of or leave behind. Perhaps it's a habit or behavior you want to stop. Feelings of anger, bitterness or resentment. A loss or difficult experience. The end of a job or relationship. After a few minutes of silent reflection time together, we'll do a ritual of letting go of these things. Let's take some silent time together. Amidst the poinsettias, I've set up our communion bowl and a container of small stones. As Hal plays some soft music, I invite you to come up as you wish in silence and place a stone or stones in the bowl as a symbol of letting go of the things that came up for you during our silent reflection. Everyone is welcome to participate.
2: me and more than yesterday if you can but prove to me you are the new day send the sun in time for dawn let the birds all hail the morning love of life will urge me say You are the new day When I lay me down at night Knowing we must pay Thoughts occur that this night might Stay yesterday Thoughts as that we as humans small Could slow world and end it all Lie around me where they fall Before the new day One more day and time is running out For everyone Like a breath I knew would come for the new day, hope is my philosophy. Just need days in which to be love of life means hope for me, born on a new day. You
0: are the Philip Appelman writes, well, I did it again, bringing in that infant purity across the land, welcoming innocence with gin in New York, waiting up to help Chicago, Denver, LA, Fairbanks, Honolulu. And now it's all beginning again, just like those other Januaries in instant replay. But I've had enough of turning to look back, the old postmortem of defeat, people I loved but didn't touch, friends I haven't seen for years, strangers who smiled but didn't speak. Failures, failures. No, I refuse to leave it at that because somewhere off camera, January is coming like Venus up from the murk of December as innocent of loss as any dawn. Resolved, this year (laughs) I'm going to break my losing streak. I'm going to stay alert, reach out, speak when not spoken to, read the minds of people in the streets. I'm going to practice every day, stay in training, and be moderate in all things. All things but love. And our second reading, On the Brink of Everything. Last Friday in this space, my friend and colleague, Courtney Martin, posted a column titled, Reuniting with Awe. It painted an exquisite picture of how her 16-month-old Maya helps her see life's wonders through a toddler's eyes. As I began reading that essay early Friday morning, I was mesmerized by its opening line, my daughter is on the brink of everything because that's where I am at age 76. I'm frequently awestruck as I stand on the brink of the rest of my life, including that part of life called death, which I can sometimes see from where I stand. Courtney writes that when she takes her daughter out for a walk, Maya bounces with the delight of freedom and quickly swivels around to make sure her mom is following. If I bounced and swiveled while out on a walk, I'd land on my keister and need to be schlepped to my doctor, ASAP. Speaking of my doc, like many people my age, I live with a couple of challenges to my health that, praise be, pose no imminent threat. But when you suddenly become interesting to your physician after boring him or her for many years, it gives you pause. (laughs) especially if you watch more and more family members, friends, and colleagues die. Yet it's because of the diminishments of age, not in spite of them, that I often find myself in awe as I stand on the brink of everything. Every hour I stand closer to death than I did the hour before. All of us draw closer all the time, but rarely with the awareness that comes with the simple fact of old age, or a serious accident or illness reminds us of where we stand. As for death and its aftermath, I'm not privy to reports from the other side. But I'll know I've made it to heaven if I can get early morning coffee there. (laughs) And I have reason to believe that's a possibility. I'm told they can dark roast coffee beans in the other place. (laughs) And I know this too, standing closer to the reality of death awakens my awe at the gift of life. Last Friday morning, that gift included seeing the world at sunrise through a rose window, reading a stranger's generous letter alongside a friend's evocative essay, possessing the physical and mental capacity to make coffee, climb the stairs, and start working on this piece. And having a laugh with myself about coffee roasted in hell and served in heaven. How could I abide my own gravitas without the leaven of humor? Courtney says that her daughter approaches the world with only one giant, indiscriminate expectation delight me. Like 16-month-old Maya, I want to approach the world with only one expectation as I stand on the brink of everything at age 76. I'm old enough to know that the world can delight me, so my expectation is not of the world, but of myself. Delight in the gift of life and be grateful.
2: This is a song called farther, f- Farthest Field, and there's a... Heart for the whole congregation to sing, it goes, Walk with me, and we will see the mystery revealed when one day we wend our way up to the farthest field. He goes, so after me, you say, Walk with me, and we will see the mystery revealed. Walk with me and we will see the mystery revealed When one day we wend our way up to the farthest field When one day we wend our way up to the farthest field Let's try it together, walk with me Walk with me and we will see the mystery when one day we wend our way up to the farthest field There is a land, there is a high on a hill Where I am going, there is a voice that calls to me The air is sweet, is, the grasses wave, the grasses wave The wind is blowing farthest field so walk with me and we will see the mystery revealed when one day we wend our way up to the farthest the sun will rise the sun will set across the mountains and we We'll live in beauty there The fragrant flowers The day and hours Will not be counted And peaceful songs will fill the air Oh, walk with me And we will see the mystery revealed When one day I know one day I'll leave my home here in this valley and climb, t- in valley and climb up to that field so fair. And when I'm called and counted in that final tally, I know that I will see you there. Oh, 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 walk with me and we will see the mystery revealed When one day we wend our way up to the farthest field Oh, my dear friends, I truly love To hear your voices lifted up in raging song and through the years, we all have made our separate choices. We've ended up where we belong. And walk with me, and we will see the mystery revealed. When one day we wend our way up to the farthest field. Walk with me, and we. History revealed when one day we wend our way up to the farthest field. Thank
1: you, Hal. I celebrated a milestone birthday this year. It has a zero in it, <laughs> complete with the health rituals that come with middle age a colonoscopy, a measurement of the calcium buildup in my veins the doctor telling me I'm overweight. She used the word obese, but I prefer the word bearish. (laughs) And the realization, I can't pretend I'm a 20 something anymore as my body likes to remind me on occasion. When it acts up, I tell it, hey, 60's the new 40 here. And it responds, you wanna bet. (laughs) Fortunately, I have not reached that age as Parker Palmer says, where I become interesting to my doctor but I'm aware that every day brings me closer to that time. I'd like to think I have many good years ahead of me. There are no guarantees in life, so I try as best I can to embrace each day as a gift. I also take time regularly to reflect on my life and ask if I'm living as fully and authentically as possible. This is part of what having a spiritual life means. We're coming up on one of those opportunities for self-reflection as we bid 2018 farewell tomorrow and welcome the new year of 2019. But does the changing of a number really matter? After all, Tuesday, January 1st, is just another day. The sun will rise again, and life will go on as it always does. This whole New Year's business is a curious fiction nothing more than a number designated by a Roman emperor over 2000 years ago and then refined by Pope Gregory in 1582. And yet, as a people of hope and possibility, who are we to refuse any opportunity that offers a promise that maybe, just maybe, we're on the threshold of something new and better, or that we truly, as Parker Palmer says, stand on the brink of everything. But in order to make that promise real, we need to do some important spiritual work. January is named after the god Janus, who was given the gift of being able to look both forward and backward by the god Saturn as a reward for the hospitality he offered to Saturn. My colleague Ellen Cooper Davis writes, like the god Janus, we can look forward and see what is possible. We can imagine ourselves healthier or in a different job. We have the ability to look forward with vision, even if we are uncertain about all the steps that might require us to get from here to there. We can also look back as we did earlier. We reminisce, we are nostalgic, we have memories which are both pleasant and painful. But our gift in this respect is deeper than that. We don't just remember, we can reflect. We have the extraordinary opportunity to learn from our past, and to allow its wisdom to inform the choices we make about the future. As Unitarian Universalists, we describe our faith as one of embracing the journey rather than the destination. This is an understanding that life itself and our individual lives are a work in progress, and that you and I have the power to shape our destiny, that the choices we've made and the choices we'll make in the future do matter. Along with this freedom comes accepting responsibility for our decisions and actions. There's no blaming others, or a controlling God who has a master plan for every detail of our lives, or a fictional devil for the mistakes we've made. Instead, part of the work of a mature spiritual life is to reflect on our lives regularly, to name our successes and our failures, to seek forgiveness and make amends where needed, and to learn from what has happened. My colleague Victoria Safford wrote a beautiful meditation titled Map of the Journey in Progress that I read regularly to help me reflect about how I'm living. She says, here is where I found my voice and chose to be brave. Here's a place where I forgave someone against my better judgment and I survived that and unexpectedly, amazingly, I became wiser. Here's where I was once forgiven, was ready for once in my life to receive forgiveness and to be transformed, and I survived that also. Here's a place, a murky puddle, where I have stumbled more than once and fallen. I don't know yet what to learn there. On this site, I was outraged and the rage sustains me still. It clarifies my seeing. Here's where I was told that something was wrong with my eyes that I see the world strangely, and here's where I said yes, I know, I walk in beauty. She concludes by saying, here is where I began to look with my own eyes and listen with my own ears and sing my own song, shaky as it is, and here is where as if by surgeon's knife my heart was opened up, and here, and here, and here, and here. I've experienced all these things in my life and I hope you have too. I've forgiven and asked forgiveness and like Victoria, I've survived it. I've felt a rage about the innocent black lives taken this last year and the way immigrants have been mistreated. I've walked in beauty, looking with my own eyes at the world around me. I've encountered those murky puddles where I've not merely stumbled but slipped and fallen. I felt grief and thought I would shatter into little pieces, but here I am. And my heart has been open time and time again, sometimes in spite of my desire to keep it closed up rather than risk it breaking again. To how many of these things are you able to say, yes, I've been there too? Every one of them, I hope, so that you too can say, I'm fully alive. And here we are. We've lived to tell about it with our knowledge, our hopes, and a whole world of possibilities waiting for us. Whether we're young or old, walking with grief or stepping out with joy, struggling to find our way, or seeing the path before us. What a magnificent gift. Reverend Kathleen McTeague asks, What shall we do with this great gift of time this year? In the first reading, Philip Appelman gave us some ideas. Resolve this year, I'll break my losing streak. I'm going to stay alert, reach out, speak when not spoken to, read the minds of people in the streets. I'm going to practice every day, stay in training, and be moderate in all things, all things but love. We've taken time to reflect on this year. In a moment, I will invite us to take some time to look forward with hope and vision. We don't know what will happen in the future, but we do know we can shape it to some extent. As you look forward, maybe you wanna ask yourself, who would I like to be this year? What does that best self look like? How might I pour my love out into the world abundantly? How might I, as Parker Palmer asks, delight in the gift of life and be grateful? Ellen Cooper Davis says, dare to imagine what it would look like to align value with action, to live out of truth and beauty and goodness. Listen for what calls to you, for what feels life-affirming and expansive. And then, instead of setting arbitrary goals or making resolutions, choose how you will live each day. Kathleen McTeague says, the first of January is another day dawning, the sun rising as the sun always rises, the earth moving in its rhythms. Yet also we stand at a threshold. The new year is something truly new, still unformed, leaving a stunning power in our hands. May that stunning power help us live fully and joyfully mindful of what we have learned, and guided by a vision of who we might yet become. These are the words of W.S. Merwin, and this is titled, To the New Year. With what stillness at last you appear in the valley, your first sunlight reaching down to touch the tips of a few high leaves that do not stir. And this is the sound of you here and now, whether or not anyone hears it, This is where we have come with our age, our knowledge such as it is, and our hopes such as they are, invisible before us, untouched and still possible. Mindful of what brought you joy, remembering the lessons of strength and courage you gained this year, what do you want to bring with you into the new year? Is there a spiritual goal or practice you have in mind for this coming year? It could be as simple as one word, Perhaps there's something new you want to do or a change you want to make. You'll find a post-it note in your order of service. As we take some silent time together, I invite you when you've chosen your goal or hope for the new year to write a word or a phrase on it and put that somewhere where you will see it regularly to remind you. Let's take a few moments of silence together. These are the words of John O'Donohue. May our minds come alive today to the invisible geography that invites us to new frontiers, to break the dead shell of yesterdays, to risk being disturbed and changed. May we have the courage today to live the lives that we would love, to postpone our dreams no longer, but to do at last what we came here for and waste our hearts on fear no more. And now ready to live the lives that we would love and to postpone our dreams no longer, but to do what we have come here to do. Let us go forth in peace and in joy to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen and Happy New Year.